Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 7th, 2019. Strong hand, offended by selling, value your wealth in Bitcoin, unconfiscatable. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Be a unique beast. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Check out all the links below. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Get nice t-shirts like this uh, below also. Check out Friday's show, This Week in Bitcoin. Jeet was on, David Bennett and Phil Geiger. It was a rocking good time. And uh, to, to those guys, uh, David and Phil had never been on the show before. So I love getting new voices on the show. Uh, I scan the internet for the best real news sources out there. And I love to bring you guys that maybe you've never heard of. Maybe you never uh, heard on a show before. But these best guests in the space on this show. Best guests in the space. Yesterday was the Beyond Bitcoin show. I do that every Saturday night. You can watch that. That's linked to below also. Okay. So what? today was a busy day. I drove to Philadelphia. Then I drove back. So. If I didn't tell you that, you would never have known that I was in Philadelphia or in the suburbs of Philadelphia, at least. All right. Yes. Oh, the convenience of Baltimore. So here's an article that uh, Craig Ship actually sent me. He's he's in an undisclosed location near Camp David, uh, which is west of Baltimore, way, way out, out toward uh, Frederick County in Frederick County. But uh, this article has nothing to do with uh, Craig Ship, but it is something that we should all take notice of. Sellers are angry as PayPal says it will start keeping sales fees when making refunds. People are angry about changes and have been quick to point out what it means in practice. If a vendor sells something for $1,000, but the customer changes their mind, the seller has not only lost their buyer, they will have also lost $29 in the process. Wow, that is uh, that's not cool at all, and uh, yeah, I mean this is this is how PayPal you know they they charge a seller's fee, but they're if there's a refund they keep it. PayPal new refund policy, and so what, what's this? Why am I even mentioning? Why am I mentioning this? Well, in Bitcoin there are no chargebacks. In Bitcoin you can't have people playing games saying, oh. I want my money back. I, I bought something. I want my money back. Uh, no, they're not getting their money back. And there's no middleman uh, that is uh, going to keep some fee and send your money back. I mean, this, this it's the worst of all worlds over, over there with, with the direction that PayPal is going in. Uh, there can be a chargeback. You, you, and then at the same time, they, uh, they still charge you as if the, there was a transaction. So, Keep on doing that, PayPal, and more people are going to find out about Bitcoin, hopefully, because it, this is this is good news for Bitcoin, although it's bad if you're a, a PayPal seller. Wow. So on to some less serious news. There is a site out there. It is like the onion of cryptocurrency, coinjazeera.news. I, I just discovered this the other day, <laughs> coinjazeera.news. They have an article, 
Dan Larimer receives the Guinness World Record for most crypto exit scams. Okay, I mean we can all uh, we can all pick on Dan Larimer, and again the the article is funny to a certain extent, but uh, I I encourage and, and again you got to when you're getting into this Coin Jazeera site, you got to take it with a grain of salt that it is just it's it's like the Onion. It's supposed to be like the Onion. They're really poking hardcore fun at. Uh, at, at some characters in our space. And I'm, I'm not here to pick on people like Dan Larimer. I, I think it, it, it might take it a little bit too far. And so I, I would not, you know, I'm glad, you know, it, it's interesting in the space to see something like Coin Jazeera popping up. Uh, is even though it's not for me, I know it'll entertain some people. And then there's a certain robustness to the uh, crypto media when you have something that, that's like the onion and is, is a clear joke. Uh, so you, you can look at it in that way. It's a, it's a positive that the crypto media is developing like this. But I, I do want to say, you know, don't spend too much time trying to make obnoxious jokes about uh, the people you don't like in crypto. Uh, Dan, Dan Larimer has obviously moved from project to project to project to project, and he keeps getting funded. So, I mean... It's not his fault that people keep uh, keep funding him, and he keeps on jumping into new projects. And you know they call Steemit a scam, and Steemit is not a scam. I'm this is live on Steemit right now. This this show, you you earn Steam, you turn it into uh to Bitcoin. Is it? I mean Steam Steemit the site it, it needs a lot of work. It, it still needs a lot of work. It it was a project that he obviously he started, and when he left it it. I mean, there's some momentum that's gone from it. I would say from from the since the day he left, but that doesn't mean it's a it's not a scam. And there are all sorts of people working on Steam it still. So um, hopefully it'll, it'll. Hey man, we're in the early days of this stuff. Hopefully something like Steam it will. Uh, if it's not Steam it, something like it will will come about. So again, I mean, I'm not. I just. Uh, I, I what was I going to say about him here? I got some notes here. Hang on. Yeah, people still are tossing money at him. And yeah, others should take advantage of this uh, environment. If people are just tossing money at Dan Larimer and you've got a better idea than Dan Larimer, instead of like ripping on Dan Larimer, put your put your idea out there. Maybe you can raise some money and and do something really productive for the space. So, hey, that's that's my, my take on the whole thing. I, I could give a darn about uh, Dan L, though. And I think uh, I'm just more so talking about Coin Jazeera. You, you can't. Coin Jazeera is making uh, money off of being obnoxious, so I guess good for them. But most people on, in social media that try to be, a, they're just going to complain and be obnoxious all day, and eh, not not that not too productive. You might want to just analyze the situation and see how you can benefit from the situation and 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 add something positive to the space. If you don't think Dan has added something positive to the space, so Jeet, who was on my show on Friday, who is definitely adding so much positive content on Twitter to the space, so much positive analysis. He says, follow Jeff Goldberg. If you, and, and, he, and I linked to Jeff Goldberg below too. If you want to see crypto bot networks and bias exposed. And this dude, Jeff, he does. I mean, so uh, on Twitter, there's a lot of noise and there are a lot of bots. And sometimes um, something, some issues might seem a lot bigger than they really are because someone has employed some bots to promote whatever they're trying to promote, whether it be Ripple or some other altcoin. And this dude is exposing it. And 
it's a great source of information. So because you you might read a, on on Twitter about oh how great Ripple is, and then you read what this guy posts, and he shows that no, those tweets are fake. They're bots that, they, and he exposes some uh, Twitter accounts that are just filled with uh, bot followers. There are a lot of people you're like, well, that that guy must be very, that guy must know what he's talking about. He's got a lot of followers. But uh, here we got a guy, Jeff, who's pointing out the fake followers of, of some people out there. And again, some of you might remember when I was in Calgary at the Bitcoin Rodeo, I, I met a guy, a guy who would, would appear on this show. He, he volunteered to appear on this show, who buys people uh, views and followers on YouTube. And he's like, it's just like taking steroids, Adam. He's like, you got to do it too. Everybody else is taking steroids. No way, man. I'm not going to take steroids. But apparently a lot of people like to take steroids in, in social media. And uh, that guy back in Calgary makes a lot of money off of it. Uh, but this guy, Dan, uh, is exposing it. So so good for him. Good good for him. And because we, we need – it's the wild, wild west out there. And sometimes we need some people to to do some analysis to show who's fake and who is real. That's that's good. It was some, hey, man, with, without uh, people exposing who's fake, some of us will get fooled. Some of a lot of people are going to get fooled, but even some of the people who can identify the fakes out there will get fooled some of the time. So it's great to have that information out there. And it's great uh, for Jeet to be recommending other people to follow. Uh, something else Jeet brought up on the uh, on the show on Friday that I never heard of because I guess I don't care that much about Monero. But I looked it up. It seemed interesting. Cake Wallet. CakeWallet.io. Store, send, and receive Monero. So people have asked how to store Monero. There you go. There's another option out there. People have asked me that before. So Jeet brought up Cake Wallet. Had never heard of it before. It seems pretty legit. Uh, again, I, I say, you know what I say, only get Bitcoin. This is not an endorsement of Monero or anything like that. But hey, maybe in this in this age of uh, lack of privacy, a lot of people will be buying Monero in the future, needing a private coin for some reason. Hey, uh it's of all the altcoin uh, themes and all, all the alt, altcoin flavors of the month, uh, privacy coins, they seem to be have the most legit use case, at least. Uh, but I'm sticking with Bitcoin. Pound that like button. All right. All right. Where do we have here? What is this? Oh, Bitcoin days since all-time high chart. This is a very interesting chart. I usually don't go too crazy about charts and and all-time highs, but it's a pretty simple chart and, and it shows you that uh in the in the Bitcoin life cycle <laughs> that, that we've been living through, that Bitcoin goes through long periods of time where it does not return to its all-time high. And then for short periods of time, it keeps on making all-time highs. And we're in one of those periods now where, in terms of fiat, Bitcoin has not returned. It's been quite a while since the uh, all-time high back in late 2017. But it, it, if you look at the chart, it, it could continue until 2021, in fact. So, uh, but once it gets there, I mean, look at the chart. It, it's it's good news. I mean, it's one of, one of my sayings is uh, one day closer to 20,000 or, you know, Bitcoin always returns to its all-time high. I always, you know, so there's, I, I've been through cycles where Bitcoin got to $1,100 back in 2013 and people, it will never return. It will never return. And and now we just laugh because it not only did it return, it bashed it in and the chart shows that. 
And so there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, it'll never return to 20,000 or whatever the heck it was. We're one day closer. It will return. And uh, the chart is is interesting. So, hey, I, I'm not making any predictions. The chart, you know, it shows like 2021. And again, it goes, it's repeat, history repeating itself. We, after a halving, uh, you know, a year or so after a halving, it, you start to get into all-time high or less than a year, whatever it is. After the halving, a few months go by, then you return to your all-time high and you start making new all-time highs. How about, how about that? We've lived through it once. Maybe we're about to live through it again. Just know that one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin and you got to have patience, dudes. And you got to defer gratification. You can't be frustrated today that, oh, why hasn't it returned to its all-time high? This, this chart will strengthen your hand. Strong hand. All right. And God, my my lord, I, I have to say, I, I during this crypto, and again, I'm glad there are lots of people going into great depth into analyzing the numbers, but it just seems like every day there is some new chart out there making some new prediction about a new number, and I, I get it, I get it. You value your wealth in, you value your wealth in, uh, fiat. Okay, or you're a fiat freak, but my, my lord, it's it's becoming quite noisy. Some of these charts, and some of them get really complicated and, and technical. I mean, why can't we just keep it simple? One day closer to 20k, one day closer to returning to the all-time high. It's going to happen. Who cares what the exact date is and the exact new all-time high? What what it's going to be? If you believe in this, you know the future is is really bright. And one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. All right. So that's my my little added. I didn't intend on talking about all the charts that I keep seeing out there. And, and I, I'm glad people are doing work on charts. Okay. Just not my thing. It's just not my thing. So you're not, if you if you watch this channel, you're not gonna Adam's not gonna mention every single new chart and because I'm, I'm so so much of the time they're wrong. Oh, it's going to go down to two thousand two hundred twenty-two, and then it'll go to a million. Okay, it'll be worth more in the future. I'm deferring my gratification. I don't need to see. I don't need to see it tomorrow. What it's going to be in twenty twenty-one? I like that simple all-time high chart thing that I actually link to. It's nice and simple. Everyone can understand it. Not a bunch of green, red, blue, orange, purple lines. This that. <sighs> logarithmic all right so let's talk about ethereum classic someone said why why is it pumping and uh i'm bringing this up because it just shows you the the fun of altcoin gambling this is a tweet and jeet actually i've mentioned jeet a lot during the show today um i really think the dude is underrated really follow him guys really follow him on twitter um, but he brought up this uh, what this guy Carl also brought up here. So Ethereum Classic just pumped like crazy on Coinbase. A theory as to what is going on there. After the Ethereum Classic 51% attack, Coinbase drastically changed the number of confirmations needed to transfer in and out of Coinbase. So basically it takes a day now. You need a day's worth of confirmations. Uh, this makes Coinbase a perfect place to pump a coin since no the coin excuse me since no one can arbitrage in an efficient manner expect a big dump in 24 hours when newly transferred coins start to hit the market we shall see 
we shall see. And and I I agree with the logic behind that. And they could have they it might be the best of both worlds for the pumpers out there because Ethereum Classic is also scheduled or they're talking about having a hard fork soon. So those type of rumors are usually bullish. And so, I mean, that could be pumping it, but it could just be that news and some people decided, hey, Coinbase has this issue. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna start to pump pump the price there and bid it up there. And people are, no one's going to be able to add any new coins there. So there's a limited supply. It takes 24 hours to add new coins there. Uh, and then it will affect the rest of the markets. And then all my Ethereum Classic, uh, my bag of Ethereum Classic will be worth more. So I, I'll, I'll be able to sell it for a lot. And then finally, when all the people who are getting caught up in the Ethereum Classic pump, once their, uh, once their Ethereum Classic arrives at Coinbase, then the price will dump and they will be stuck. Um, but so we, we will see. We're approaching that 24-hour mark. Let's see if it does. Uh, let's see if the price of Ethereum Classic goes down. How sustainable it is. And again, this is we little games like this. Whether it's true or it's not true, um, this this is what you have to deal with when you're gambling with altcoins. Little situations where uh, where where Coinbase has Coinbase. It, it is true that they have limited. Uh, it takes a while to, to send coins there now, to send Ethereum Classic there. Uh, it needs 24 hours worth of confirmation. So that just sets up this whole uh, imbalance in the market. And if you don't know that and you're just like, oh, Ethereum Classic must be the newest, hottest thing, then you get trapped. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Ethereum Classic is not the next Ethereum. It's not the next Bitcoin. Is it the next Ethereum? I don't know. It's a Barry Silbert. It's a, you know, you always have Barry Silbert with Ethereum Classic. So you, you know, it's cyclical in that manner. There are always going to be pumps because of Barry Silver with the, with Ethereum Classic, uh, and it's uh, it's about a second tier or a top tier altcoin because of Barry Silver, and it is on Coinbase, so that that keeps it top tier or second tier. Hey Adam, this is from Avention McDowell. He says, "Hey Adam, I'm still waiting for my 20 XRP. I sent you, <laughs> I sent you 10 when you emailed me. Of course, the address was from Bolivia." But you do travel a lot. <laughs> Be careful, people. Thanks for that reminder of that, you big Dow. Uh, yeah, there, there, there are people out there that create all sorts of nice scams on uh, on Twitter, pretending to be other people, saying, "Hey, you send me, uh, you send me this much of this altcoin, I'll send you that much of this this altcoin," and then you find out, oh, wait a second, that that wasn't uh, that wasn't who I thought it was. It was some guy in Bolivia. But maybe it was who I thought it was because he's gone to Bolivia. But no, it's not who you think it is. So thank you for that reminder, Vention. And yeah, people, be aware, be awake on Twitter. Uh, be definitely be awake. Uh, there's there's always going to be that latest and greatest scam that you cannot identify right away, and you'll be like, oh, my mom sent me a, a DM. Uh, she needs some help sending Bitcoin. I'll send her some. Bit be, be careful, people. That's a, that's your, that's your reminder from Vention. Make Vention, and he is great. Uh, keep it up. Keep up the work, uh, Vention. Strong hand. Don't FOMO altcoins. That's my reminder from that Ethereum Classic pump, people. So yeah, maybe they will have a hard fork or whatever. Don't FOMO altcoins. Manipulation over at Coinbase. Uh, tech. Oh no, I already talked about the PayPal. Come on, come on, sellers of the world. 
Transition to Bitcoin. You don't need to be dependent on PayPal. God. All right. So something we did talk about on uh, This Week in Bitcoin, and just in case you missed it, it, it was a tweet by Jeep. Dogecoin has zero developers. That's what the broke people say. The woke people say <laughs> Dogecoin has ossified, has a market cap of almost half a billion dollars and runs without a centralized development team and achieved its final form. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's, there's definitely two ways of looking at, at something like Dogecoin. But I, I will give, you know, I, do, I don't like Dogecoin. I think it is a joke, but you, you got to say, it is what it is. It is not changing. It does not have any developers. It has ossified. And maybe that is valuable to some people. Maybe that, you know, that it, you know how much there's going to be. You, you know how, I mean, something that investors like, they like, and some reason I, I like Bitcoin is because you know it's not going to, you know, there's going to be 21 million of it. You know, the Bitcoin up today is the Bitcoin of 2021, okay, in terms of the, the, the bottom layer. Um, you know, there's lots of stuff going on the second and third layer. Uh, but, you know, Bitcoin, the base layer is Bitcoin. So Dogecoin has achieved that since it has no developers working on it. <laughs> uh, it, it, it you, you know where you get with Dogecoin there. So who knows? Maybe for that reason, maybe we'll get into such altcoin madness one day. People will, will pump it for that. And it, I mean, it's got a reliable community around it. You know, I talk about marketing all the time. It is what it is, and then it's got this community that that talks about it. So it, it's interesting to analyze to see if Dogecoin stays a second-tier altcoin. But it's not a top-tier altcoin. Um, but hey, man, it could prove me wrong. Let it prove me wrong. So what if I'm wrong about altcoins <laughs> in terms of what's a top-tier and a second-tier and a third-tier? I've got a Bitcoin strong hand. That's that's what I'm – Bitcoin's the rock, man. So I can I – can, I can toss out these altcoin things. So what? I got some If you give me the, if if I, if, if maybe the fork on the Bitcoin, that's great. Create some crypto dividends, some Bitcoin crypto dividends through your altcoin. Some, uh, some airdrops. That's great. I like that. That's my favorite type of altcoin. The one you give me for free that I turn into Bitcoin. Mimble Wimble coin coming on April 20th. We're going to hear more about that soon. No doubt about that. Uh, oh. This is someone, uh, Jim said this the other day in the chat when I was talking about strong hands and how I don't want to ever sell and how uh, someone said they're not going to sell until Vention gets married. Well, Jim said, uh, my Bitcoin is for my kids. I'm the accumulator. The kids will be the liquidator. My hand is paralyzed. Pound that like button, dude. I like that. I like that a lot. He's straight up saying he is never going to sell his, and he's legitimate about that. He's never selling his Bitcoin. They're going to his kids. And one day his kids will decide what they're going to do. If they're fiat freaks, or if in the year 20, uh, 2036 having, if they're like, oh, nah, I, I'm just now here in 2036, I can just get a, I can just get a house with Bitcoin. So of course I'm not selling my Bitcoin and they'll use like 0.1 Bitcoin to buy a house or something. Who knows? Yeah, that put a big smile on my face, but no, good, 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 good line. I like that. Good, good way of thinking. And that, that is for all the people that are like, Adam, you just can't hold on to it forever. Why don't you treat yourself? Why don't you do that? I don't need anything now. Why, why should I just spend for the sake of spending to fit in 
to you know be in this popular culture. You know, ooh, look, look, you know, I'm not here for the status. I don't need. I don't need to drive some uh, some fancy car or live in some big old house. And by the way, when I was in uh, in the suburbs of Philadelphia today, I was in the wealthy uh, suburbs of Philadelphia, and I, I was in a really really nice house. Good, good for them. You know, some people, and I saw the, I saw the way of the traditional world. They were sitting there watching the uh, cable show about every, you know, the fancy houses, and I don't even know this. I don't have cable. I, I, I it was the first time seeing cable, and since I had hung out with that person, I think. Anyway, okay. So finally, finally, and guys, get into the Bitcoin overlay. Get yourself into that mindset where you don't care about status. It's. I mean, it's it's invigorating to me, at least. I mean, okay, we'll talk about that more on the Beyond Bitcoin show. And I talk about stuff like that on Saturday nights, so if you like that kind of topic. Uh, there's a new poll out there, again, by, uh, and, but, but, and you know what? I totally forgot. I didn't, did I list what the poll even says? It's. It's asking if uh, CoinDesk should do the uh, disclosures. It's a disclosure po poll. That if uh, oh yeah, here it is. Should CoinDesk lead the crypto and blockchain industry to a more transparent public discourse by recommending to Consensus 2019 speakers that they provide disclosures in their presentations? Okay, so he's just. I mean, this this use of Twitter is it, it's it's a pre it's a way to pressure uh organizations into your way of thinking into what you think is best for the space that we need this it's not forcing disclosure on anyone it's not saying hey we should make a rule in in bitcoin that all all uh, conferences need to have all speakers disclose exactly what they own no he's not saying that he's saying He's creating a poll, and people are saying, "Yeah, that would be great if CoinDesk did that." Now, again, I, I am CoinDesk is so mainstream and everything, uh, but they are known for in their mainstreamness for having all of these conflict of interest people write for them, or some of the articles to be totally, you know, pumping things that they have interest in. So it's it's good to to quote unquote pick on them to uh, to maybe get this get this rolling. And I, I think disclosure should, should be voluntary. I think someone should just try to have an event. It's called like the disclosure event. Every speaker we have here talk, is going to reveal every conflict of interest they have. So you know exactly where they're coming from. So again, this dude is in motion. I, I met him in California, actually. So I retweeted it. And it's uh, it's the end of the show. If you're If you stuck around this long, congratulations. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. Uh, do do check out Twitter, retweet that, vote in the poll, share your opinions about disclosures uh, below. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Uh, new show here every single day. Click on those squares. I'll say hi to all you dudes in the chat. Good evening. <laughs>